are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A very information-filled Tuesday episode for you. I don't have a lot to say about hometown dates. There really isn't much to add. I'll give a few thoughts. But so much to talk about. I do want to spend a little more time talking about my weekend and Orange County this past weekend for my 30-year high school reunion. Something happened to me 90210 related. Also, the 90210 OMG podcast started season five. You know, the one that Valiant Malone was on. I listened to it on the plane yesterday. Give you my thoughts. I have thoughts on Taylor Swift starting an earthquake in in Seattle. The Special Forces Season 2 cast is out. We knew three people that were on it. We have the rest of the cast, and it's starting next month. Some sad news. Pee Wee Herman's dead. And Sean Booth has Lauren Lane on his podcast and confirmed what I've told you guys for, I don't know, 10 years now, 15 years, ever since I've been covering the show. It's always fun when the contestants confirm the stuff that I've been telling you for years on end about what really goes on behind the scenes. And we'll get to all that momentarily. Don't forget this podcast brought to you by Earth Echo Foods and their healthy, feel-good superfood product called Cacao Bliss. It's decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate. Just take one scoop, put it in a cup of water, a cup of ice, put it in your shake, put it in your baked goods. It helps reduce your cravings, facilitates weight loss, boosts your energy, helps combat inflammation. One simple drink. Very easy to use. I love it. Go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve. That gets you 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. That's shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve, for 15% off everything Earth Echo Foods. If you don't remember that website address, that's fine. All you got to do is go to the show description wherever you listen to your podcast. Click on Earth Echo Foods. It'll bring you right to the landing page for Cacao Bliss and purchase whatever you want and use promo code realitysteve at checkout. All right, like I said, not a ton to talk about when it comes to hometown dates, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with all of you. Yesterday was a travel day for me, so I lose two hours flying back from West Coast to Dallas here, and I was just tired. This weekend wore me out. Not very many weekends where I'm out till past two in the morning for basically three of the four days I was out in California. just doesn't happen very often. I'm never out that late, so... I and I could barely sleep on the plane. I'm going to be honest with you. I fell asleep over the last two dates of last night's episode. I fell asleep during Xavier's hometown date and I fell asleep during Dotton's. So I woke up and I kind of vaguely remember her sitting there talking to Jesse and then I was wide awake for the rose ceremony. But obviously we I knew what was going to happen. We know it's going to happen with when Aaron returns in Fiji. There's just not much to add on hometown dates, especially now when we know what the outcome is and we know everything that happens the rest of the season. There's really no need to sit there and dissect what was said, what wasn't said. I mean, I think it was pretty telling, at least on Aaron's date, when his mother asked Charity, if he proposed to you right now, what would you say? Like, well, when she gave her answer, it's like, okay, well, clearly she's not going to pick him. So even if we didn't have the spoiler, we knew she wasn't picking Aaron. But 
you know, the Joey thing with his uncle saying, you know, are you being who you want to be? You wanting, are you being who you want? Charity, you think charity wants, or are you being yourself? Who knows? I mean, you could sit there and dissect, oh, that's why charity doesn't pick Joey because, you know, she doesn't think he's maybe being himself for her and he's just being who she wants him to be. Who knows and who fucking cares? Honestly. Charity chose Dotton. She likes Dotton the most. Period. End of story. And it's the same exact as every single Final Four Rose ceremony. They've always been very difficult. And let's be honest. It's the same exact answer that many bachelorettes give and many bachelors give. It's just like, yes, we have a connection, but I have a deeper connection with the other three. That's why I'm sending you home. You know, she seems to be struggling maybe a little bit more than past ones have. Saying, like, I could have gotten there with Aaron, but honestly, it's just all a lot of the same. She's further along with Xavier, Joey, and Dotton than she was with Aaron. So she picked Xavier, Joey, and Dotton and sent Aaron home. Simple. No need to read into anything. All right, let me talk about a little bit more about this past week. And I hope you enjoyed yesterday's call yesterday's call yesterday's podcast uh with courtney and dave i mean we could we could have sat there and shot the shit for a couple hours but her kids joaquin and paloma uh cute kids uh they were just getting restless they had just arrived in orange county yesterday for an airbnb they had a little vacation courtney and alberto her husband and the kids and uh so we decided to go down there uh because i was in town it just worked out perfect and told dave and tasha to come down we went down to the beach you know what's crazy? You know, having grown up in Southern California myself, I just haven't been back to the beach very much. That was the first time I had put my feet in ocean water since, oh, shit. I honestly can't remember. I want to say it was before the year 2000, though. I, I just, I didn't, I haven't been to the beach much since after high school. Well, since uh, since around high school, and I you know I graduated high school in '93, and then I went to college, and I did I went even when I was at Loyola Marymount, which is in LA, I didn't go to the beach much when I was out there. And yeah, I, and then living it, I just I I I bet you it was close to 25 years since I stepped foot in an ocean, <laughs> and it was really cool. You know, that's all I did. I I'm not. <laughs> it was funny because. Dave was like, as we were getting ready to walk to the beach, Dave was like, is it? Because Courtney's place was only, her Airbnb was only two blocks from the beach in Newport, so it was great. We walked there, and Dave was like, I don't know if it's too late in the evening to maybe not. The second we got to the beach, Dave takes off his shirt and just runs in and jumps in the ocean. Like, geez, Dave, I thought you were struggling with this this decision. Um, You know, he's diving into waves. He's body surfing in. I'm like, excuse me. Um, but all in all, it was fun. I hope you enjoyed that, uh, that talk with them yesterday, but I'm back. I'm back, uh, in Texas. And like I said, I just, I feel worn out from this weekend. And I just, I was just watching the bachelorette like I usually do on Monday nights. And I, all of a sudden I woke up and charity's talking to Jesse and I had just watched the end of Joey's date. So yeah, I missed. So there wasn't much to add anyway. Here's a, here's a story uh, from this weekend. 
in and it revolves around 90210. I was wearing my Peach Pit After Dark shirt when I went to lunch on Saturday afternoon. And I go to a place called Islands. I don't know if Islands is national. I, I'm sure it's it's definitely very popular in Southern California. Anybody that lives in Southern California has probably been to Islands before. And I go to Islands, and I'm just putting my name in. And one of the girls that's working at the host booth says, Oh, the Peach Bit, is that that new band? I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is from Beverly Hills 90210. You heard of that show? She's like, no. I What's that? So if it wasn't already bad enough that my 30-year high school reunion was this weekend to make me feel old, uh, the hostess at Islands had no fucking clue what the Peach Pit After Dark was. Now, there might be a band called the Peach Pit. You might have been onto something there. But when I said, no, this is from Beverly Hills 90210, no, 90210, a TV show, she had, right over her head. No clue. Um, which leads me to the 9021 OMG podcast with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. I told you about it a couple weeks ago. I said it's going to be very interesting when we get to this podcast when they start season five because that's the one where Tiffany Amber Thiessen came along and we've talked about this ad nauseum about this beef that we still don't know the exact details of, but clearly Tori and Jenny do not like Tiffany Amber Thiessen and she's been excluded from basically all things Beverly Hills 90210 related. Well, they started recapping season five, and that's the first episode that Tiffany Amber Thiessen shows up in. We see her for the first time at a barbecue, and I listened to the episode on the plane, and they weren't overly critical. I mean, they weren't trashing Tiffany Amber Thiessen, but Jenny did make it a point to say, this is Kelly talking about this episode, not me, Jenny. So maybe that's her way of when she recaps things that Tiffany slash Valerie did on the show, she's going to get away with saying nasty things or attacking her. I don't know. But the whole thing was, as I've told you, I've never listened to a full episode of 9021 OMG. And God damn, I don't know if I can after listening to that first episode one season five recap. Do these two ladies, I mean, look, this is an iconic show. And I, I'm guessing the people that listen to this podcast are diehard fans. I swear I know more about that show than the two actresses that were on it from beginning to end. They don't do any research they forget half the things that happened on the episodes. They don't even bother to look stuff up. The producer, Amy Sugarman, is making comments that don't even make any sense. She's like, she, Amy Sugarman didn't even know about uh, Valerie slash Tiffany. You know, she kept saying she left the show. Yeah, she did in season nine, and she came back for the finale. She was just so off. Jenny and Tori don't remember storylines. I mean, it was just, I, I could not believe how how convoluted that podcast was when all they're doing, and it's not like they're trying to remember the episode. They watch the episode, then record the podcast, and they still don't understand half the shit that's going on. I, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> 
I, I wanted to watch and listen to the season five episodes. I got to that first one. I'm like, I don't know if I can do anymore. They're not very well done podcasts at all. Thank God I didn't waste any time listening to do seasons one through four. I can't believe how just disorganized they are, how little they know about their own show. Oh, my gosh. Man, I, I mean, I want to like it. It's my one of my all-time favorite shows, but they do not do a good job of recapping it. And they literally just watched it. <laughs> Holy shit. So this upcoming weekend is Taylor Swift's final stop on her U.S. tour. Didn't it seem like it just started? <laughs> like in Arizona? That was back in March. Well, here we are. She's Thursday, Friday, Saturday at SoFi in L.A. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's it. Six dates left in the U.S. There's rumors going around that she's going to repeat some U.S. cities. I don't know how true that is, but as of right now, she's got six U.S. dates left. And then in two weeks, she starts, after she's done in L.A., two weeks later, she starts her international tour, which goes till from August 2023 to August 2024, and it's 71 dates as of now. She hasn't even announced Canada. I got to believe she's going to go to Canada. She's going to 71 other, she's doing 71 other concerts in a bunch of different countries. You're telling me she's not going to go to Canada? So I got to believe that's coming. So that's going to be more than 71 concerts, but it's going to take a full year. But yeah, this weekend in LA, last one. Last weekend, or this past weekend, she was in Santa Clara. The weekend before that, she was in Seattle. And apparently, the crowd there was so loud, they were able to get 2.3 on the Richter scale which caused, I guess, many tremblings in the local Seattle area that it was that loud. And, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, how how far out people felt it in Seattle, but, I mean, because 2.3 is not a very big earthquake, but that's a little bit of a rumble for sure. So I don't know if it's just the people there that felt it, whatever the case may be, but holy crap, that's big time. 2.3 earthquake for a Taylor Swift concert. We are now official. Special Forces Season 2. We knew that Nick Vial was doing it. We knew that when he had JoJo Siwa on his podcast last week, uh, she was going to be part of it, and we had heard um, Tom Sandoval was on it. We knew that. Well, we've got the full cast, and we find out this show is going to air this year. They're not waiting till next year to air it. So it's going to start September 25th, and I believe that is, I'm almost positive, that's a Monday night, and that's going up against, I mean, it's going to be going up against Dance with the Stars, The Golden Bachelor, all that. But here is the full cast. Tom Sandoval, Nick Vial, and JoJo Siwa, as we know. The other ones that are going to be on it are Tara Reid, Black China, Des Bryant, Tyler Cameron from Bachelor Nation, uh, Savannah Chrisley, Brian Austin Green. Oh, shit. David Silver's in the house. Uh, Robert Ory, NBA player. Olympians Aaron Jackson and Bodie Miller. Jack Osborne and food and travel influencer Kelly Rizzo. All right. Right off the bat, I'm going to give my early predictions. I know nothing. I don't know any spoilers for this show. But there is zero fucking chance Tara Reid and Black China make it to the end of this thing. 
Same with Savannah Chrisley. Just would not see that happening. Again, I would think that Aaron Jackson, being an Olympian, probably has a good chance to making it to the end. And you also have to remember, not knowing any spoilers, this is assuming nobody gets hurt. There was there will definitely be one, if not multiple people, that get removed from this because of an injury. I think Tyler Cameron, as long as he doesn't get hurt, will be one of the winners or finalists that make it through. I'm not sold on Nick, and his ego is going to be so bruised when Tyler Cameron lasts longer than him. You gotta you gotta believe that. But I don't know. Maybe Nick ends up getting to the end. Maybe he pushes himself through and does well. I have no idea how long he lasts on this show. But um, I think Tyler is more built for this show than Nick is. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Des Bryant being a former football player, he could certainly make it. I, I don't see JoJo Siwa making it through. That She's just too light. <laughs> she's just I, – I, I'd be surprised. You, The endurance – and the strength you have to put through all these challenges. And this one looks like, you know, last time they were, I can't remember where they were, but it was like in the desert and hot. It looks like when they filmed this one, they're dealing with cold elements. So there's that. But just looking at some of these names, man, Des Bryant, Tyler Cameron, and Aaron Jackson. Like, I know nothing about Kelly Rizzo, food and travel influencer. I can't imagine she's making it through this whole boot camp but if you were to ask me right now who i think quote unquote wins or makes it to the end assuming they don't get hurt i'll go with tyler De- uh, tyler cameron des bryant and um and aaron jackson the olympian so we'll leave it at that but i'm gonna be watching I'm, i mean i'm not gonna be watching live because of other stuff going on monday nights but i'll definitely watch it at some point uh during the week and i i will talk about it but man I'm just surprised they went with two people from Bachelor Nation, two men from Bachelor Nation, you know, with Nick and Tyler. But, you know, that's certainly, whether they want to admit it or not, there's definitely a competitive nature between those two guys. You know that Tyler wanted to last longer than Nick and vice versa. Hell, maybe they both get to the end or maybe one of them gets injured. I have no idea, but. Assuming no injuries, I think Tyler lasts longer than Nick on that show, and I think Tyler can make it to the end. Also, did you hear the podcast Sean Booth did with Lauren Lane? Now, I don't want to necessarily say – I didn't listen to it, but Us Weekly did, again, a bang-up job taking direct quotes from it, and that's all I needed for this. And it just – as I said at the open of this podcast, I love when contestants come out and tell you stories of things I've been telling you for 10 years in regards to this franchise. What if one of the things that I've always said in regards to crying sequences, I said they will either A, get you to start crying about something else that has nothing to do with being eliminated or the lead. Talk about a dead grandmother, a dead pet. They've done that numerous times. Well, when Lauren was on the podcast yesterday with Sean, she talked about the fact that when she was down to the final two, a producer was trying to get her to open up about, well, what if Ben doesn't pick you and ends up going with JoJo? And I guess Lauren wasn't showing any emotion, and then the producer started crying himself. And the producer in that they were talking about was Todd Snyder. 
I cannot tell you how many former contestants have told me a producer when they were eliminated cried. And I'm talking about people that were eliminated early. And they told me like, yeah, they were like so bummed that I, and they totally thought I was going to last and they started crying and I'm just sitting there going, you don't get it. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but they don't care that you were eliminated in the second episode and they aren't crying because they really thought you had a chance with the lead. Unfortunately, I've told some of them that like, hey, I, I know you think that the producer is your best friend and they're really sad that you got eliminated. But if you were eliminated in episode two or three and your producer was crying, it wasn't because they really thought that the lead screwed up. You know, and it's just. That's what producers will do just to kind of sell it more, make you feel better about yourself. That's all. Because if you're eliminated that early, the lead was never into you, period, end of story. But, yeah, Lauren talked about it, the producer cried, and then Sean came back with, yeah, he did the same thing to me. Um, so, I mean, look, those are those are just tactics that they use either to get you to cry or to get you to feel better about yourself. And they just they lay it on thick. And I, oh, I can't believe I just I really saw something between you guys. I really did. And then they start crying. And then, and then, and that's what I mean. It worked because those contestants, who, well after the fact, told me that they thought they were going to last longer, and even my producer thought they were, I was going to last longer because they were so sad when I was cut, they were crying. Mm. It's their job. They weren't sad that you were cut. Trust me, they could care less. And a sad note. This comes from my childhood. Man. Pee Wee Herman, dead, had cancer and didn't tell anybody for, I guess, a while now. He released a post. What's I, I, this is another word that's going to just screw with me. Post humanously, hum, you know what I'm trying to say, but he already had a letter, a letter written for when he knew he was going to pass and it was released and said he'd been dealing with cancer uh, privately for a few years now. So, I mean, as weird as he was, and we all know the arrest for masturbating in a, in a pornographic movie theater years ago, he was actually kind of funny, took it in stride, was very self-deprecating once he was back in the public eye because everyone thought his career was over after that, and he came back and he was still doing peewee things. And I know probably a lot of you that are born in the 90s or born in the 2000s will look back on Pee Wee Herman, anything that you've seen of him, and just like, are you kidding me? This guy was popular in the 80s? No, he was insanely popular in the 80s. And his movies were so silly and fun. When we had movie day in fifth grade, I remember, we watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I mean, it was just one of those movies you're just like, it is so bizarre and so out there, but you're just laughing. And the guy made you laugh, whether it was just out of sheer you thought what was happening on screen was stupid or he actually said some funny things. Um, just a different guy, a different character. We've never seen anything like him before or after. He was definitely a pioneer. He was a part of my childhood. So, yeah, just sad to see that he passed and uh, was suffering uh, from 
from cancer. So uh, rest in peace, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, dead at the age of 70. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you'd like. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. No recap today just because I need to get caught up. I need to just recharge the batteries. But tomorrow, there will be reader emails up, so get those to me, steve at realitysteve.com. Any ones that were sent in last week, because I didn't re- do a reader emails last week, any ones that were sent in last week will be answered uh, in tomorrow's column. Uh, and then we'll be back, obviously, with another daily roundup and a sports daily uh, tomorrow in the podcasting sense. So, again, thank you all for listening. Bear with me here. I just need a, about 24 to 48 hours to recharge. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.